Hey, everybody. Welcome back to my show. I have Mia back for part three of our discussion about our journeys from new age to Christianity. If anybody watching right now doesn't know who I am, my name is Allison, and you can find me on Instagram at a devotional heart. I was a new ager for many, many years and discovered the Bible last year, 2020. And this year, 2021, I discovered Orthodox Christianity, and I am preparing for my baptism, which will probably be sometime next year. I don't know when. And uh, Mia is an inquirer. She has been to an Orthodox church, um, and we're going to maybe talk a little bit about that today. But mostly our discussions revolve around New Age, and which is a umbrella term, but um, we'll We'll talk a little bit about what we mean by that. And if you haven't watched part one or part two, maybe pause this video and go back and watch those or just keep watching if you want to either way. But um, Mia, thank you so much for being here today. It's been a few weeks, maybe five, five weeks since we've had one of these discussions and I'm really happy to see you. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you for having me. Finally, we're back. <laughs> I'm feeling great. Thank you for this opportunity again. <laughs> and um, I'm going to put the link to Mia's Instagram in the description. If you're not following her, I highly recommend you do. A lot of her posts are in Finnish, which is her native language, but you can translate her posts and she shares so many important um ideas about parenting, femininity, health, wellness. She was a vegan for many years. She talks about the importance of healthy diet that includes protein and is not just focused around carbs. And um, I learned so much from her. And today we're going to talk about some of our misconceptions about Christianity that we held. And um, I wasn't raised Christian at all. I knew nothing about Christianity as a consciousness-seeking yogi, which I avoided the Bible. I avoided Christian people. I had a have a cousin who's a Christian, but I, you know, felt so felt so bad for him that he didn't know anything about yoga, Eastern mysticism, witchcraft, all the things that I thought were so important and so woke and were going to get me to enlightenment because that was the goal of my life was to worship myself so much that eventually I would become a god and I would become enlightened. So Mia, can you relate to any of that? <laughs> that was such a perfect way to describe that. <laughs> and I just want to say straight now in the beginning that anytime we joke about this or anytime we laugh about these things, it's because we've been there, we've lived it through, and we're not laughing at anyone except ourselves, maybe a little. And Thank there's you. a huge compassion I feel towards myself. Yes. Thank you. Myself, judging my anybody. No, definitely not. And yeah, I can relate so much. I wasn't raised Christian, I wasn't raised in any faith. And um, actually, spirituality or religion those weren't part of my childhood or teenage years in any way before I started to discover spirituality and the new age. And you were involved in some women's circles and things like that. Did you do like full moon rituals with other women? Is that kind of more the, the type of spirituality that you were practicing? Mm, well, in the beginning, my spirituality was, um, it was, reading a lot of books and a lot of um like I've maybe mentioned in the earlier videos that astrology was a big part of my my uh the deception I I was living through and then in the end it got more like I I met many many people who were maybe deeper in it in a different ways I don't know and then uh, I discovered some circles and in the end, after I left the new age, actually, I was a bit sad that because the women were 
lovely and I really love the women in there and I would love to have a women's circle for example like there's nothing wrong about that but the fact that everything has to be related to witchcraft is just I don't know it was something that I didn't even question but now that I can see that it's everywhere in those like it's so natural to be amongst women but the fact that occultism has to be part of it it's just something that they I couldn't see back then Exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. I love being with my female friends. In fact, in the last two years, you know, it's, it's not as easy anymore to be in groups of women. It's so important. And um, now with my church, we have women's groups and um, clothing swaps, get togethers and things like that, that I'm just starting to be involved with. And um, the, the issue going back to these moon circles is that I was worshiping the creation instead of the creator. And I was worshiping myself, glorifying myself instead of glorifying our God, our father. And so I wanted to make that distinct, that distinction that nothing wrong with women gathering. It's just about, um, you know, what, what are you doing? And some, when I was 16, even 16, 17 years old, I was participating in in rituals, ritual magic, where we're trying to get an outcome. You know, we're we're forcing our will onto our world to get something back. And um, now, as a Christian, I just I can see I have the discernment now to see that that's not um, serving God. And um, anything you want to add to that, Mia? Uh, yeah. It was so, so strange to suddenly see how forcing something to happen is, is manipulating. It's, it's manipulation. And in any concept, I don't know how that could be accepted. Like, I, I just didn't think about it from that perspective before, because the empowerment and the rush of feelings, it's so, it's so addictive that I don't, know if many women or men even stop to think about what what the thing that they are doing actually is they we call it mani- manifesting but what what is to manifest what it is and it is to manipulate and to force something natural to become something unnatural something that it wouldn't become otherwise so that's manipulation so yeah i that was a big part of my my journey yeah, me too. It's amazing. We, our stories are very similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a list we've been going through in our other two interviews, and I'm going to continue um, just asking you if any of these applied to you in the past before we before we started following Jesus Christ. So um, the first one I have here is that. <laughs> I wrote that I believe that Christians are brainwashed, boring, and unenlightened. They demonize people who don't think the way they do. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to think that the Christians were so judgmental. And how how did they dare to question my truth? Because <laughs> my truth was, it was the truth. <laughs> As if there wasn't anything illogical about that. I don't know. So, yeah, I can relate. Yeah. And um, I would add that there was this idea that Christians just, okay, so like Christians just want everyone else to believe the same story that they believe, which I didn't even know because I didn't know the life of Christ. I didn't know his I didn't know anything about the cross. I didn't know anything about the church. And um, I just thought, oh, God, why do all these Christians just, they just want more Christians. They just want to build up their their army of Christians. And by brainwashing me to think like them, that's that's all they want. They just want to manipulate me to be like them. And it's so not that way at all. I mean, Christians care about the soul's of every person 
on this planet, like true Christians. I, I can't speak for every Christian, but right. that's part of what we're called to do is to minister and care for the souls of others. And it's not about just trying to force them to think or believe like us. It's to plant seeds, you know, only the Holy Spirit, only God can do the converting. And I, I say that over yeah. and over because I, I firmly believe that. And I'm not trying to convert anyone with this channel. I want to plant seeds and share, share our stories, but um, living your life as a Christian, you, you want to transform. You want to be a better person. It's about transforming and being a better person, being more Christ-like, bringing more of Christ's love and peace and, and his qualities into the world. It's such a beautiful thing. I was so close-minded and I'm still obviously repenting for these very judgmental beliefs that I had about Christians. Do you, does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. I used to think that people who were so uh, obedient to God, like Christians, there, there aren't that many in Finland, but the ones I saw, I thought that like my, uh, the way I thought about it was that they uh, fear the truth so much or that they fear anything i just explained everything by saying that they're just so fearful they are afraid of i don't even know what i because I, i i don't think that i never got to the end of that thought i just thought that they are afraid yeah. and that i moved on with my my moon worshiping yeah i didn't even think and i <laughs> i used to because for many years this is interesting and this actually shows me how my how my journey was always going to this direction. Like God was always there. Because I used to think like, how can someone who once was a new ager, I, I didn't use the term, but I I thought that how could someone who understood the raising of your consciousness and your vibration, how can someone like that then suddenly see Jesus as the truth? I used to be so confused because my brain just couldn't, like I couldn't make sense out of it. And for years I was thinking about it and I was ranting to my friend, like how, what, what happens when someone finds Jesus? And then when it happened to me, I was like, huh, okay, this, this is what happens. Because mm-hmm. I, I used to, I used to be so confused because it didn't make any sense to me how so someone so liberated, some so empowered could then suddenly make themselves so small and fear God. Mm-hmm. It didn't like the fear of God in my eyes was to be afraid mm-hmm. of the world, maybe, because I didn't understand the what God, who he is. So tell us what your new meaning for a, what is a, what is a God-fearing person? What What does that mean to you now? Well, it started, my understanding started to blossom when I understood sin. I never, sin never was part of my worldview. I never thought that, even though I knew that we do bad things, I never thought that it's inherently bad to do bad things, which does not make any sense. But when I understood sin and repentance, I understood what it means to fear God and what it what does love actually mean love isn't to accept anything and everything love is to show what is right and what is wrong and like as a parent I my job isn't to is not to make my child happy it's to keep her safe and that's exactly what our father wants for us to he wants us to be safe he loves us so much he doesn't want us to (laughs) perish he wants us to be safe So the fact that now I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid of sin, but I'm afraid of God. I'm afraid of what the, what other road could be. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that I know that I'm safe on the, I don't know, the safe road with him. I don't know. It's, I'm afraid of the other road now. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible is our guidebook. And not having ever read it before, I wouldn't have known that. And not having a heart that was softened enough to really have the Bible speak to me deeply 
Um, I, I never would have known that actually these are not just rules to live a lifestyle as like a prudish person, you know, cause that was a, a misconception I had too, that, oh, these Christians are so boring. They just want to have all these rules and live this really normy, boring life. Who wants like life is to be experienced? Like I want to go have fun and dance and take drugs and do all these things. <laughs> the Bible yeah. is there to guide us and help us and keep us safe. So along those same lines that you're talking about, um, yeah, as a parent, you know that you are there to protect and, and guide um, a child who is not, who can't discern danger um, like an adult can. And so it's just a different perspective, but yeah, I love the way you said that. Yeah. I had never read the Bible, but I had a strong opinion of it. Like yeah. the whole new age concept, it, it's pretty much everyone like basis it on their own opinion because rarely any new ager knows the origins and the the reality of the new age yeah and even you know in 2020 i didn't know anything about orthodoxy so i still didn't know anything about church history the canonization why certain books were put into the bible why some were left out and those are really important things to learn. I'm still learning. I'm not. I'm not here to um, talk about that at all because I'm not a teacher and I'm not an apologist or anything like that. Um, but I'm just sharing that I'm continuing now to understand why. You know, there were heresies and Gnosticism was happening, and so the fathers needed to protect the Bible and keep only what should be in there and leave out the rest that would um that could be heretical um so i want i i know that one of the topics that we both love to talk about is um feminism and this idea that the patriarchy is so bad and um women need to be the ones in power girl power you know and um yeah. i I wasn't, I was never a hardcore feminist. I want to, I want to say that, but I did have feminist leaning beliefs. And mm -hmm. um, what can you share with us about that? Um, yeah, me neither. I wasn't the one protesting and I'm, I never was an activist, but again, I had strong opinions. <laughs> I had so many opinions and it was all based on my, uh, need to be liberated from from i don't know something rules like just the rebellious like we we have we have talked about rebellion right in our first yeah. or the second interview yeah. maybe how rebellion was a huge part of the whole new age concept and it, it's also so strongly linked to feminism so yeah i never took time to learn about it and what the roots are and what the origins are and what did the women of that time think about it when it actually came into fruition. Free, free, fruition. Free, I don't know. Yeah. Fruition. Yeah. <laughs> what What happened? And was it the women who wanted it to happen, or was it the men who wanted? Like, I never took time to learn about anything. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're not saying that toxic masculinity should be um the rule of law in our society um you know i i again when i was in the new age it was always this polar these this dichotomy you know like one or the other like you were either pro woman pro girl power or you were a misogynist I mean, yeah you were an oppressor yeah <laughs> as if there is no any gray area in yeah. between yeah. yeah but it was also linked because I didn't know about what true masculinity and what what weak men actually how well what our world is a result of weak men being in power mm -hmm. and I I like I said I didn't know because I never cared to find out mm -hmm. what what 
what was the thing holding it all together. And it's definitely not a strong man, like real healthy masculine who wants women to be uh, like them. Yeah. Like to be similar. Yeah. Yeah. We were created differently and there's a reason for that. And we need to, um, in my opinion, we need to uphold the ways that God made us different. It doesn't mean women are not important <laughs> or not valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just, we have different roles and the, the people now speaking out about maintaining those roles and um, giving credit to the healthy masculine men who create our world. I mean, they build our roads. They do, they do so much for us. And it was only when I became a Christian that I really took time to think about how important it is to exalt these men who have done so much for us. They've given us the, the life that we have now is, I mean, that's just one little thing to think about of how they deserve respect. Men, re- men deserve our respect and, and the feminist movement um, does not, <laughs> does not <laughs> ever say that. At least I never heard any feminists talking about <laughs> exalting honorable men in society. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. It never, because God was never, I had my own interpretation of God and because I was a goddess. So of course I didn't have the truthful, well, no. anyway, idea of it. So when I, when I learned about God and when I learned about the natural order of things, it, the relief I experienced was it from like, I never had experienced such relief when I understood that God, men, women, children, that, that that's the perfect order. It was so natural. And I, I never questioned it after it, it still to the, to this day, it feels so perfectly natural. Same. So yeah. Yay. And and if we put women and men on the same like on the same level, where does the children go? Where where's God? It, it's mm-hmm. there is no place for them in the picture. So it creates confusion and lots of problems. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so um, let's see what's next here. Um, so some of the some of the things I'm going to start talking more about on my Instagram, I think maybe you talk about these already, Um, but they're really interesting to me. So modesty, modesty was never an an important topic for me in my younger years. Not, I'm not saying I was like slutty or anything like that, but um, I have a new perspective on modesty, purity, innocence, devotion, submission, obedience, humility, and service, what what service really is, being in service to God and others. Um, I know I went through those really quickly. Did any of them stand out to you? And do you have any comments about any of those? Well, related to New Age, what we're talking about, what I've noticed is that surprisingly many women who find their way back to Christ or who find their way to Christ they somehow in the process or afterwards they get to repair their broken relationships or their broken marriages with their husbands and I believe that it's part of the the fact that we just earlier talked about how how it's natural for women to relax in their femininity and just to be in their feminine and to for the first time maybe in their lives to trust and to be there for their men and not fight all the time because they are not insecure anymore because they know their perfect place so that's been an interesting and just i've just observed that it's happening Mm -hmm. yeah and then it's a process I'll share that even two nights ago, I won't won't give the details, but 
I'm still relearning, you know, I'm learning. It's going to, it's going to take a while, but like you said, it's just this peaceful, natural, beautiful place. My husband and I have never been closer ever in our whole marriage. We've been together. It'll be 19 years since we met in November. And I can honestly say we have never been closer. We have never been happier. And I know a large, like you just said, a large, a large part of that is because I'm not in competition with him. Like you said earlier, we're not like, like this, like battling it out for power. Mm-hmm. I'm resting in my natural place of letting him lead, um, letting him lead. I mean, uh, so the other night we were driving and I made a comment. I'm not going to, again, it's embarrassing. So I'm not going to share too many details, but um, he took the masculine role of, of telling me firmly that it was not okay. Like he's, he's told me so many times not to com- not to say anything when I'm in the passenger seat, I'm the passenger. I'm not in control. I'm not driving. And he's like, I know it's really hard for you. He was being really firm, but very, compassionate at the same time. He's like, I know this is really hard for you, but this is just, it has to be this way. And Mia, if, if we'd had this conversation when I was in the new age, I would have fought I would have been like, don't tell me what to say. Don't tell me how to be the passenger. But I, I, it was hard, but I listened to it. I'm like, you know what? He's right. And it's a, it's a metaphor for our life too. It doesn't mean that I'm being controlled or um, anything no. like that. It's like you said, it's just natural and it feels great. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So I'm just learning. Because yeah, you can trust him. Uh, but, yeah, I can trust, but I, I can, can trust him. Exactly. Yeah. He is the most trustworthy man in my life. Why can't I just show him the respect that he yeah. deserves? Because he's, he does, he has treated me incredibly through our entire marriage. He deserves to drive the way he wants to drive, <laughs> for example. <laughs> yeah, but it, it might sound silly, but it's yeah. not. Could I, I'm sure that every, like any woman could say that they can relate because we have the tendency, of course. And with the background of being in new age and being so empowered, mm-hmm. And so in control of anything, everything, it's it's it, it it takes. I'm sure that it takes time to that because it does for me to take like to just get rid of the need to control everything and everyone, and as if there is only one right way to do things, and it's not always our way that it's the best in the end. Yeah. So, yeah. So constant. Thank you for sharing because I, I know that many will relate. <laughs> it's, you know, my theme about pride, this theme, it just keeps coming back, being so proud and know it all and becoming Christian is the number one thing that has helped me to start to let go of that and seek, mm-hmm. seek a more humble life. And it's going to take time. But um, yeah, that's yeah. that's what softened that's what softened my heart to be able to have the word of God speak to me, have um, the have the providential, beautiful things that have come into my life since I started to see Christ. I ha- I could if I was as prideful as I was as a new ager, those things wouldn't have shown up. You know, I wouldn't have been. Um, able to receive them if that makes sense yeah maybe you wouldn't have even seen them mm-hmm. the things mm-hmm. yeah that's that's so beautiful and I think that pride being a, a huge part of new age mentality because there's always this small thought in the back of your head that you know something more like I'm I, I know something more I know I know more than you that that was always even though we never said that out loud in, when we were in new age that we were somehow better or we knew something but if if you believe in everything the cards tell you or if you know so much about anything 
that because there there's so much knowledge hidden knowledge there it gives you so much pride and it, it gives you this assumption of p- other people that they are somehow lesser which sound sounds cruel and sounds but it, it's true it's it's there that kind of belief all right so um oh talk about the word purity and in purity and innocence i have new a new understanding um, of those words in terms of seeking God and um, living a life where we are, you know, that's our daily prayer is to um, <laughs> seek God. So do you, did those words change for you after you left New Age Purity and Innocence? Uh, yes. Um, I remember reading my Bible and reading how we should uh, return. I'm not sure how it's in English, but in Finnish, it's like we should return into being like children, and that's the only way to uh, to to have faith, or because that's like a childlike way to have faith, to not to question, not to think that you know more, or that actually is there something more to know that we should we should just be like childlike and that's what innocence for me is now and that there is no need to fight like we were all earlier talking about feminism and how there is always this resistance and the need to fight i think that it's all also in the spirituality if 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 the faith or if your uh worldview isn't based on faith in god there's always a need to protect yourself somehow from or to be somehow strong but if we know that we with god we're safe there's no need to be so hardened and that we can soften our hearts and there is no we don't have to be afraid of anything bible tells us many times to not be afraid mm. and in a sense for me it's that and even even though we know that the world is evil we know what's going on doesn't mean that we should somehow turn into stone and to protect ourselves we, we can be innocent in our faith and trust that he will do his will and that's what came to me <laughs> from innocence beautiful so beautiful <laughs> Okay. Um, Oh, well, the next one we've kind of already talked about. I wrote knowledge is power. So constantly Mm -hmm. seeking more and more knowledge. Um, This idea that, like, I mean, we pretty much already talked about that, but um, anything else? Yeah, it's so consuming. Just the fact that it's so consuming to want to know more all the time and you're never satisfied because you know that there's something else there must be something else how about this thing how about this thing there's no like breathing (laughs) even though there's breath work but that's not actually like relaxing in the faith because there is no faith in new age it's only knowing and that's a different thing yeah and so we're not it's interesting because we're not even really talking about how occultism is interwoven into every aspect of society. And, you know, obviously that's the agenda that's been the plan since Babylon. And um, yeah, it's just part of that, like, Ooh, this special secret knowledge. Don't you want to have the hidden knowledge? Then mm-hmm. you, then you can be enlightened. <laughs> yeah. Don't you want to join our cult? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, and make it, you know, make it through the different initiations so that more and more hidden knowledge can be revealed to you. Yeah, only 1999. Yeah, Not, right. no, 999. Right, right, or like 9,000. <laughs> yeah. And if it's too much, it's because of your limiting beliefs. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we talked a little bit about repentance. I had written repentance is, you know, who needs to repent? Like, why would you repent? We don't need to be saved. Who, who Salvation. You, you have to be your own savior. Um, and then mm-hmm. sin that there's no such thing as sin because we just get to live 
our lives however we want because my truth is okay. Everyone, everyone has their own truth. And um, yeah, I think I told you, I just read a book about relativism and then uh, Father Deacon, Dr. Ananias did a really great lecture about a week ago on his channel. I highly recommend it um, about relativism. And I didn't even know what that word meant when I was in the new age, much less did I know that I was a relativist through and through. (laughs) (laughs) So what, what comes up for you when um, you remember back to those times when everything was good, all everything's all good. Yeah. No evil. No sin. Yeah, it was just different aspects, aspects of life and love and light. Those were like, we or I used those words just like in the in a changeably. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a word, but I, I just used those all, all those words and they meant the same thing for me. And I didn't even know what those words meant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there wasn't anything evil. If I saw something bad, it was because... I chose to see it or that because there was something dark in myself that I hadn't ac- accepted just things that are not based on nothing. And I, I never questioned those things because I believe that when we die, we will just go back to somewhere and then we will, this we will decide to come again and repeat that as many times as needed. But I'm, I'm, I never, thought about what happens to the evil or not evil but the bad things I saw like will those things change if I come here many many times enough will those things change I don't know it was just a mixture of different religious beliefs and afterlife and good and bad and nothingness and basically just that everything was one so it's very hard to put everything in the world and in existence like under everything is just one so it makes sense that new age is full of different kind of beliefs because in the end we can always say that well everything is just one in the end everything is just one so it really didn't matter what anyone said because in the end there is only one which is nonsense i know and i never questioned that i never questioned reincarnation yeah so um very interesting anything you want to talk about um the story of adam and eve in the garden anything you any insights you've had or um when i mean i thought i knew what the garden of eden story genesis was about but i knew nothing i didn't know anything about it (laughs) <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it before before reading the Bible. I I like I never thought about it because I I never saw it used as an example of anything. And um because I didn't believe those. I didn't believe that Bible was true. Yeah. And uh for the audience, we're we are having a little bit of technical issues with it's probably my wi-fi so i apologize for that but mia is freezing a little bit but we're gonna try to push through and um we're coming up to the end too um let me see i'm i don't have any other oh anger um yeah like we're not supposed to be angry um that means that you have, like, like you said earlier, like there's some part of you that needs to be um, integrated or um, like if, if anger, or negative feelings do come up, you know, we need to just raise our vibe and get to um, that next level. Oh, Mia, are you there? Are you there? Can you hear me? Oh, there you uh- now I can hear, I don't know what happened with my Wi-Fi. Um, it, it got turned off, even though it's it's connected. I don't know why it, maybe we were talking about things that we were not supposed to be talking about. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you didn't hear anything I said. So I was talking about anger and how in the new age, negative feelings and anger are not, you know, they're not okay and um, yeah 
there has been, I've, I have noticed in the last few years, even in the new age content creators and things, um, they are talking, uh, talking a little bit more about this, um, that it's important not to, I forget what that word is, um, you know, suppress bypass, bypass, bypass. Yeah. Bypassing spiritual bypassing became a kind of a big topic. So I will say that I have noticed probably in the last five years that that's been more and more talked about. But if you look at my life and how many years I've been a new ager all the way back from when I was a teenager, it's always about like good vibes only keep your vibe high. And I think we did talk about this in one of our previous videos, Mm -hmm. um, anything else that you want to talk? I mean, um, biblically, Jesus Christ came here with a sword. And so he's not all high vibe and all is mm-hmm. good and just smoke some weed and chill. <laughs> you know, there's a battle going, that. and we anger is needed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've noticed too that there's been now, um, maybe because toxic positivity became a topic mm-hmm. and also uh, the feminine empowerment. And with that came uh, holy rage and things like that. Women are allowed to be mad and we're allowed to be angry. And But it was linked to feminism and it is linked to feminism and how uh-huh. those are interviewed, those things. But it's it's not anymore like just good vibes, but it's still full of paradox, like paradoxical ways of thinking that mm-hmm. rage is allowed. But then if someone says that, hey, should there be a healthy way to express it? And maybe it's not other people's fault or maybe then there is a backlash that no, you're not supposed to. It's It's just illogical. There is no... Like it may, doesn't make still there is no logic, even though those it's good that feelings are beginning to be starting to be allowed, but there's still no like real logic behind it. I don't know if that makes any sense. And, and again, that self refuting relativism where you know you have to be tolerant, you need to be tolerant of everyone. Well, okay, yes. but where's your tolerance of Christians who are not tolerating Satan in our world wreaking havoc as Christians we don't we don't tolerate that so now we're like the judgmental um yeah tolerant Christians I mean it's just so silly it's self-refuting yeah I think that when when we start to talk to people's conscience and when they're like of course it's natural that feelings rise up but if we then are afraid of our own feelings and the fact that maybe we are sinners and that maybe we aren't actually goddesses or perfect people and maybe the things that we do hurt other people maybe there's some self-reflecting needed to be done that's the point usually when the love and light community because I, i i used to be like that that was the point when I was uh, turning my holy rage on and telling not telling them not to tell me what to think mm-hmm. and how to think mm-hmm. and how to live my life yeah. because I was ashamed I felt shame and I didn't like feeling shame mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I like what you said about um, and I've thought of that too like maybe there's something there for you to look not not you Mia but um, just speaking mm-hmm. generally um, when something trigger, I, I don't like this word trigger. It's so overused, but, um, kind of fits here. Uh, yeah, somebody says something yeah. that triggers you instead of just being on the defense and saying, Oh, you're so judgmental. How dare you? Yeah. Really? Maybe, um, just take a moment and reflect and look like what, what exactly is that that's bothering me about what that person just said. And just as a, just to be curious and see what's there for you. But uh, again, having faith in God, going to church, reading the Bible, those are the tools that are helping me 
navigate this. I didn't have those things. I had no discernment. I didn't have the Holy Spirit. So everything, I was just reacting and being triggered by things all the time. It's, and um, again, it's just so different now, different. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm at the end of my list. Um, Anything else you want to say about free will and um, oh, I did write one last thought about um, let's say scene. So the enemy distorts, we didn't really talk about how the, the enemy distorts the truth and um, tells us things that sound good, feel good. We've talked about this before too. If it feels good, it must be true. And so we're fed these ideas and these beliefs that feel good, um, help our ego feel strong and powerful. And that a lot of these beliefs are actually just purely distortions of truth because the enemy can't create. He can only um, distort. Do you have any comments or thoughts about that? Oh, you're you are mm-hmm. oh there you are okay i free will came or i started using that term last hmm? um i'm gonna pause it for a minute and just am i there <laughs> can you hear me we are having some technical difficulties so we're gonna bring this talk to a close. And before we go, one last thing I wanted to share about my experience with free will and God letting me choose him, which I think is just so beautiful that um, when we sin, which is, you know, living in a way that is taking us away from God, um, then we go at least for myself, so far from him, rejecting him and avoiding him and living a life of self-glorification rather than glorifying him. It's like a coldness that then when we, when Christ reveals himself to us and we start to follow him and he becomes the light in our lives, there's this intensity and this fervor that, um, I have in my heart for Christ. And so going back to what we were saying earlier, that this, I had this belief or this misconception about Christians that they just want to brainwash us and control us and add more people to their army and all this stuff. That is so not true. They, they have a fervent love for him in their hearts that is so strong and just, I I know what that is now. I had no idea. I had no idea at all. And I just want to give glory to God that he revealed his beauty and his light to me. And, um, and so that, you know, when I was Mia, when we were in the new age, did we ever want to come on YouTube and talk about tarot and astrology and um, raising our vibe and the chakras? I mean, I didn't have any desire to share that with the world. So there's obviously a distinction here. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, definitely. And the fact that I didn't know, I had no idea how loved I was all the time. Now with my two-year-old, I can because I, I, I lived through something that I will never want her to live through. I don't want her to walk with Satan. I want her to walk with God and to know the truth from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I've, I, for me, obviously, it was necessary to see that so that now I can show something different yeah. for her. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I want to remind everybody to follow Mia on Instagram and check out her stories, her highlights. Um, I learned something from you all the time, Mia. Thank you for being brave. And I know that when we, when we talk about God, 
sometimes people from our past see that and they, they're like, Oh, why is she, what happened to her? Is she crazy? Like, why did she leave those new age beliefs behind and, and start following God? And they just, they don't really understand. And it takes courage and bravery because you know, you're, you're going to be misunderstood. So thank you for the things that you do share about your story publicly. And um, I just, I admire that about you. Thank you. Thank you for your friendship. That's been, like I've told you many times, it's been vital on my journey too. Even though, like you said, people will misunderstand and that's that's okay. But I love my friends so much. The ones who are in the new age, the ones who are not, like it doesn't matter of what people believe in, but they deserve to know. And Exactly. Like our stories. I, I think that they deserve to know different kind of stories and then to make conscious choices. Because like you said, with our free will, we chose to, because we, we we wanted to know the truth. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it didn't, it didn't matter anymore if the truth was what we wanted it to be. Yeah. What made so. us feel good and boosted mm-hmm. our ego, made us feel empowered allowed us to manifest those things were not important to us anymore so all right mia well thank you again and everybody who's watching thank you so much for your support your comments um we love doing the premieres um i guess and i have so much fun in the comments. So try to catch those if you can, if you want to be notified when a premiere is going to be happening, then make sure to subscribe to my channel and follow me on Instagram as well. Cause I always announce when I'm going to be posting new videos. So that's a devotional heart with a dot between each and Mia, what's your Instagram? So everybody knows where to follow you. <laughs> Mia Nenonen. <laughs> that must sound fun yeah so we'll put the link in the description and um yeah until next time everybody god bless you thank you Bye. bye